What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Slam Dunk Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Jensen, alongside Kellen Voss and Joe Belansky. Guys, welcome back. Howdy ho. Good to be here. Good yeah, we to be got, here. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. We're not going to talk a lot of NFL. We're going to mainly focus on uh, on the NBA. This we is indeed the Slam Dunk it Show. It is indeed the Slam Dunk Show, but with Joe around, we have to talk a lot of football. So we're going to talk a little bit of football. No Lions and Bears talk because That's we fine. hate them. Yeah. Right they're, now. they're both out of the playoffs. That's Mitchell fine. Trubisky is bound for the AF, for the XFL. We don't need to go into it. We don't need to go into it. No, we don't. And, I mean, uh, I don't know if I would say that should be. That I don't should know be, if I would say that should XFL, be the, that should be the only time we mention his name on this podcast is when he gets signed. All by, right, he's not. The, he, I don't uh, know about the XFL. Toronto Argonauts whoa, or whoever. Whoa, whoa, he's going to go with Tressman. First of all, you're mixing up leagues. That's disrespectful. It's the XFL. Mitchell Trubisky is disrespectful to the NFL. The fact that we talked about him. As much as we have on this okay, podcast is saying, frankly absurd. Get, We're a minute get, in, and we talked more about this than I wanted to. You got to get the leagues right, bro. Okay. The, the Grey Cup is this weekend. We got, who, the, who Hamilton, we got, who we got, we got the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. All right, the baby. Fan, Wait, the Winnipeg the has the dude with the, who's who going to wear shorts until 18 yeah. years. What? What? So, so the Winnipeg this, Blues have a guy, like a fan, who said he wasn't going to wear, like they were in the championship or they something in 2001. They were Cup like a while ago. And, and he said he wasn't going to wear pants until they've won a Grey Cup. And, and the he, guy's a man this of is the first time they're back since? This is the first time they're back, and he hasn't worn pants since 2001. That's the love that's of the game. Impressive. That's a football guy. Oh, yeah. That's but, a big football guy. That's going to be you when the, the when the Bears are Well, are I'm already growing some. my hair out. Is that what it's for? That's what it is. Till the Bears win the Super Bowl. I started it with the new era, a new GM, a new head coach. I've yeah, I was going to say, when I, first, when I first came to GV here, it wasn't too long. This mm-hmm. was like 2017. It wasn't yeah. too long. No, but I, now, I'm growing it so out So you haven't gotten a haircut no. since. A trim here and there to yeah. appease my mom, whatever, kind of clean it up. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm growing my hair out until the Bears win a Super Bowl. And it started with this new era. God, you so, you're gonna have that hair growing for a long time. But no, let's uh let's Luckily look at it grows slow. So let's look at some of the let's look at some actual good quarterbacks. Yeah, some good quarterbacks. You want to talk MVP stuff. Yeah, MVP Boom. right now, it Most feels valuable like person. Yes, it feels like there is one player that has kind of uh taken the reins as the leader of the pack here for MVP, and that's Lamar Jackson. What he's been able to do this year in Baltimore. Baltimore, I can honestly say I did not see coming at all. Nope. I I wasn't a guy who was saying that he can't play quarterback in this league, but I, I was I was worried about his arm and that it wasn't enough. Clearly that's not that's not the case anymore. He's got a good enough arm and what he's doing in Baltimore is is truly phenomenal. They have the best offense. They they score on fifty three percent of their possessions I found today, which leads the league by almost seven percent. Uh, and he's just he's completely uh remade this offense, I guess, than from what it was uh, in years past. I mean, they lead the league in rushing, uh, one of the top three teams in passing yards still, and it's just it's phenomenal what he's been able to do, and I don't think anybody really saw it coming. I mean, this is this is what happens when you th- – this is how it wor- – like, this is when it works, when you draft a player and build around them and curate your offense or defense, I guess, obviously this case it's it's offense. But this is like the perfect example of how it should happen. Yes. Right. Where you have a head coach, you bring in your guy, and you build this team around him. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that like Lamar is definitely is like some kind of system player, but they definitely have built it for him 
to utilize his strengths, and he's just balling out and just lighting every, the entire NFL on fire with a really good defense as well to back up that offense. Exactly. I mean, they're they're easily the most complete team I think in, in the league. I don't I don't think there's any question about that right now. If we just look at the stats, twenty uh, almost twenty three hundred passing yards at uh, and a nineteen and five touchdown and interception ratio. 106.3 quarterback rating, has 788 rushing yards, which is 10th in the league right now. Uh, six that's rush- out of all players, That's right? out of all players, not just court- like He yep. is the 10th rated guy, including all the running backs. 10th um, in rushing touchdowns as well at 6. And like I said, 53.9% of their drives end in scores, and they average uh, the third most yards per play of any team in the league. Uh, on the uh, a counterpoint, though, yeah, it's, I was going to say it's funny that you guys are bringing up Lamar Jackson because I think the MVP should flat out be Russell Wilson. Yes, and Russ is clearly that number two guy. I think for for us right now, I think Russ is that number two guy at 27, 27 37 passing yards, twenty three touchdowns to two interceptions, one hundred fourteen point nine QBR. Um, I put in his rushing yards, 256 with three touchdowns. Um, one thing I did notice, uh, I wanted to just point out or uh, bring up, uh, 38.3% of their drives end in scores, which is a huge difference as far as their offenses go. And uh, seven, But they do have the seventh most yards per play. What Russ has been doing, I, I think I said on this podcast about a month ago that I thought Russ was the MVP, and what he'd been doing at that time was was really phenomenal and still is. He still hasn't, uh, hasn't really... Uh, his numbers haven't decreased at all, and the production hasn't gone down. They've still been winning games. Just Lamar has taken this to another level, and he just keeps producing the way he has. But, Kellen, what's your case for I Russell would, here? I would so so the MVP, the nature of the award, it's all about narratives. That's that's just how the award has played out. And so, yes, I do think Lamar's the front runner right now because he's gotten all the um, positive media attention. But I think Russell Wilson, frankly, deserves more of it. That win he had against the San Francisco 49ers in overtime on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago was phenomenal. Fun stat for you guys. Russell Wilson is actually undefeated. He's 7-0 and in games against teams that have eight more wins than losses. How about that stat? That's, it's a, it's a How fun, about that stat? It's a fun, That's a fun stat. It's a fun stat. That's and, a fun stat. And like, see that uh, what makes it a fun stat is it's like super specific. It I shows that it shows <laughs> that he rises like, to the competition. What? Yes. Now, it does. obviously, Lamar has risen to the competition this week too. But in in the last two the last two matchups he's had, which have been the two games that the highlights have all been coming from, have been against the Bengals and who did he play last week? The uh, shoot, I'm I'm blanking yeah. on it right the now. Bengals. The Bengals. Wait, that was and two weeks ago. That wasn't last. They, they week? played the Bengals two weeks ago. That was oh, the okay. that was the yeah. game where he had like the spin yeah, the move. Spin. That everyone was going crazy that. over. Uh, I'll just pull up the Ravens schedule right here. But yeah, um, I think what Russell Wilson's been doing. I think he provides oh, more played, value. They played the Texans. Texans. That's yes. right. And so that okay. was and that was uh, that's where a lot of this is coming from now because just how dominant of a win that was over a Texans team that a lot of people thought could. Uh, Maybe uh, make a game of it. Yeah, exactly. Which, which, by the way, that's just a shame on the NFL, though, for not making that like a nationally televised deal. Yeah. Like CBS was the Vikings and Broncos, which, oddly enough, I watched because it was an interesting first half and then obviously second half. But they have this flex system in place. I mean, why not not use it for like games like this? Like all they did all week was like, 
was plug like matchup of like the superstars like this is the it's a rematch the they Clemson they, they played each deal. other at yeah. Clemson and Louisville so it's the rematch of then and so like, we it, heard all yeah. these things all week and then it just wasn't on TV unless you yeah. were in the Baltimore and or I'm assuming Houston it's, area it's just when you look at all of Seattle's wins that Russell Wilson has been a part of which is all of them this season he's he's led them to victory in all those wins I'm not saying Lamar hasn't but I think he's been more valuable to the Seahawks than Lamar has been to the Ravens because Lamar has a very talented cast around him. He has very athletic receivers. Mark Ingram's an above-average running back, and that defense is top 10 right now in all the PFF statistics you want to throw out there. Give me give me an average NFL quarterback. An average NFL quarterback? Give me an average NFL quarterback, and do not say Kirk Cousins. And don't say who I think you're going to say. Give me an average NFL <sighs> quarterback, Phillip Joe. Phillip Rivers. Would Phillip Rivers do better this season on the Seahawks or the Ravens? I think, I think he does. I think he does better on the Ravens. Ravens. I think he does better probably on the Ravens because they have because they have a stacked defense and they have a lot of skill possessions for Lamar to do. Credit Lamar for having this amazing season that he's had, but he's basically in the perfect scenario for it. Russell Wilson has been running around for his life, has been making spectacular throws, has really not had a consistent running back, and that Seahawks defense has stepped up when they needed to. But they have more holes than past Seahawks defenses. You could make a case early in his career that that dominant Seahawks defense carried Russell Wilson to those Super Bowls. That's not the case anymore. Russell Wilson is the guy in Seattle. Russell, the the throw of the year this NFL season is in Week Four when they're wearing the highlighter green uniforms, and he somehow got it to Tyler Lockett in the corner of the end zone with with two guys on his back. But he can make plays like that. Lamar Jackson can win the narrative award in terms of that, but in terms of winning football games and a chance to win the Super Bowl, I think Russell Wilson has a better chance of that, and he's more valuable to the Seahawks. Therefore, he should win MVP. And here's the like here's like how my dumb brain works though is because literally every Everything you said, I don't disagree with a single word, right? Like everything you said was like, yeah, solid point. But I still, I feel like I have to give it to Lamar. Like, and again, I get that doesn't make sense, but it's like I just think the way rise. Like we know, we know Russ is damn good, right? Like that's no secret. Like we didn't expect this kind of turnaround from Lamar in year two, and especially now that he's got a full season. Uh, to, to to be able to start because obviously last year he took over midway and had a couple of his playoff games was huge too. But like, I, I just think it has to go with Lamar because nobody expected this type of impact. You know how him. many interceptions Russell Wilson's thrown this year? You said two, 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 two. Tied for the league for the league least with Aaron Rodgers in terms of quarterbacks. No, two I interceptions. Like, two interceptions through. I mean, Lamar's games. only thrown three more. It's not like he. It's yeah, not like he's still, turning the yeah, ball over like crazy. He's, he's fumbled the ball away more too. And, I mean, yeah. even if you just look at like then ratio, like Russ was what like twenty four and two. Like that's that's impressive. That is that doesn't. I happen just think by that mistake. I just think that Russell Wilson has kind of turned into the Tim Duncan of the NFL, where we kind of forget about his dominance and Absolute. forget about how 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 of a quarterback he is, you can make a case he's the best quarterback in football right now, and I think he's more valuable to mm-hmm. the Seahawks than Lamar Jackson is to the Baltimore Ravens. You throw Phillip Rivers, you throw Kirk Cousins, you throw Matthew Stafford on the Ravens, I think they, I think the Ravens still have a successful year. They obviously don't have that same rushing impact that Lamar brings. If you put if you put an average quarterback on that Seahawks team, that's a six-win team at best. But I think there's, but, there's just no offensive weapons around him. I mean, you got Tyler Lockett. You just brought in Josh Gordon. I know he hasn't. He hasn't. That offensive line is then, horrendous. He's running around for his life. Face? DK Metcalf. Yeah, DK Big Metcalf, who's, who's played well, playing and Chris well. Carson and Rashad Penny are really good one-two com- Like that might be yeah, one of the that's, best. That's a really good one-two combo. Jacob, is pushing it. Jacob is pushing it. I mean, I think you're really underestimating Chris Carson as a running back. He's one of the top. He's one of the top running backs. I've owned Chris Carson. Fancy yeah, the past two years, and so that's why nothing. I'm doubting Chris Carson. Yeah, no, as a, as he fumbles the ball, yes, but he, he still he still put up he still put up good numbers, and I mean, 
He's very comparable to Mark Ingram. I don't think there's any way that that's uh, blown. I don't think that's blown out Whoa. of proportion. How at this point in their careers, Mark, what has Mark Ingram done this year other than maybe rush for like eighty I mean, yards every once in a while? Okay, I guess if you want to put it in, I, in scope of like and current, I think, and I also like, and I also think we're we're we we might be making these uh, Baltimore guys out to be uh, studs. Willie Sneed's the freaking number one wide receiver. Shout uh, out! I, shout out! I mean, he's he's nothing special. You have you have Marquise, you have Hollywood Brown, who gets like twelve snaps a game and, and well, just get, and gets big plays. Injuries, exactly. So I mean, Mark Andrew, they have three tight, they have three big white tight ends that he's been throwing Could to have been a Nick lot. Kaiser. Exactly. I mean, there's a ton. Of, it's not a, a bunch of great weapons. Granted, Mark Andrews is one of the be, one of the better tight ends in the league. He's turning out to be. But other than that, what real weapons is he throwing to out in uh, out in Baltimore? I mean, at least if you're Russell Wilson, you got a big body in DK Metcalf to throw to. You have a speedster in Tyler Lockett who's proven himself throughout his NFL career that he can get open any time. I mean, we see countless games of him getting 11, 12 receptions. I just think, I honestly do think what what uh, Lamar is doing in Baltimore is much more impressive right now. Even with the, I think the weapons are worse in Baltimore than Seattle personally. Okay, that's I, a fair. I, that's a fair point. I really do think, especially okay, like, especially now that you bring in Josh Gordon, I think he he adds another another weapon on that offense. I mean, if you have uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, Jacob Hollister also tight end. Emerged. Will Disley was was a great tight end for them for them until until he went down. He was on my fantasy team. I know exactly what that's like. He got hurt on like the first possession of the game towards Achilles. Yeah, that was bad. awful. But no, they they do have some weapons. But it's not like. Um, as far as Baltimore goes, it's not to the degree as as to what Seattle has. And also on the flip side, we have to look at the non-quarterbacking that Lamar is doing. I think the impact that he's making on the ground is is totally overlooked when it comes to this because when we talk about MVP, we talk about the passing t- statistics because it's always a quarterback-driven uh, trophy that gets won. And so when we when we talk about Lamar, a lot of people are overshadowing. Uh, what what is going on in the rushing game? What that he's been able to do? I feel like that's a, that's a solid that's a solid point. I so, mean, you, so you that's could, just kind of where I'm at with Lamar. He's a top five running back in the NFL. Exactly. right Exactly. Like yeah. I mentioned, he's he's a top ten rusher right now as far as rushing yards go. But he's clearly, as far as a rushing ability goes, one of the best. He's on pace for 1,200 yards. I mean, when's the last time we could say a quarterback could run for 1,200 yards? Mike Vick probably. Yeah, probably and Mike I mean, Vick. Did he and, even hit those numbers though? And I don't, I don't, I don't even think so. I, I'd have to look that up. But I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna look it up right now. Guy Kellen, there we go. Yeah, Perfect. Laptop is back this week, boys. Well, she's is back. looking good. She's healthy. Yeah, guys, yeah, she's healthy. We got the, we got the yeah. screen back. Took a, took a while to get the screen back, but it's 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 great to be back. It's I great guess to be back. I guess shame on me for assuming your uh, laptop identifies as female. What does yeah. it? What does I, it decide I don't, to I don't identify think, as? I don't think my laptop has a gender. Okay, honestly. You know, I had to make sure. I, I, I appreciate. I could have been wrong in assuming. I appreciate those concerns, but but uh, I do I do agree with you, Kellen, that that Russell Wilson's been a guy in this league that has been overlooked his entire career. I mean, last year I remember Joe and I were having a conversation about quarterbacks we'd like, and I mentioned Russell Wilson's top five, and Joe didn't even think he was top ten at the time, and so like. It's it's times like that where like we just sort of miss things about about the about these guys that really don't get talked about a ton, even though they're putting up well, tons and tons of numbers. And here's my thing too, and, and it, realistically, it shouldn't have a factor in, in any type of these awards, right? Like these awards should be down to the cold hard numbers, stuff you can't dispute. Mm-hmm. But it's like so you know m- mentioning like like Russ compared to like a Tim Duncan, where like an underrated kind of forgettable superstar. Yeah. Well, it's because they're both kind of like. 
just awkward kind of silent dudes. Like like Lamar Jackson has a personality. Like you see that like he he brings it to the podium. I don't think you should win an award for no, personality. I, under- I, I understand, but like I think that's kind of clouding some of our judgment when we look at these two players. Is like because you see these exciting plays from Lamar, and you see you see his his visibility, and it's like wow, mm-hmm. like I really like this guy. And you're gonna latch onto that where Russ doesn't necessarily provide it. So I think that kind of clouds some of the yeah. judgment that that we're making. Okay. I, I agree yeah. that it shouldn't impact it. It should right. be a very hot. Like, but the hard MVP numbers. voters have clearly yeah. taken narrative into their. Yeah. They've clearly taken that yeah. into consideration. Which, um, so with the stats here pulled up on Michael Vick. So so far this season, Lamar Jackson has. 788 rushing yards through 10 games. Yeah. Very, very effective rusher. Uh, the most rushing yards Mike Vick has ever rushed for is 1,039 yards in okay. 2006. And That's the only season he played 16 full games. In terms of of rushing yards in a season. Michael Vick had a 14-year career. He only rushed, so Russell, uh, Lamar's at 788 right now. He only rushed for more than that in two seasons, 2004 and 2006. Um, granted, he he's he's never played a full 16-game season except for 2006, so he has dealt with injury issues, so it's going to be hard to it's compare that thing for eras. Yeah. But if Lamar, as long as Lamar stays healthy, and he's going to pass, he's going to pass Vick's top season, and he's going to blow it out of the water. Why'd you have to slip that in there? Jesus, man. No, you're you're completely you right. You can't talk about Vic and not bring that up. Yeah. No, but um No, you're right. Um I don't know. I don't think there's any way that uh I would get upset with either one of these guys winning. Uh, no, Russ, it's, Russ a, it's been, a very strong case I mean, for both of them. Russ has been my favorite quarterback in the league for the last three years. I, I mean, I think he is the the model of what you should look for in a, in a quarterback. Really, I think he's I think he's a perfect guy to have. He can win in any sort of system. He can do any sort of thing you want. And um, yeah, but just the way Lamar has kind of just upped his game to another level that we just never really thought he could get to. And um, I, I think that is also going to play into a part of it. Is that the passing, the passing numbers, while not amazing are still much better than what these voters maybe were expecting from yes, him to begin yes. with. Yes, and we and are so, we are agreeing this is only a two-horse race, right? There's no way this can challenge the I mean, unless Mahomes throws for 500 the last six games of the year, or, then like... Or, or Watson, maybe, but nah, he's, they, looked, they, he's looked too mad in their losses. I mean, you talk about that Seattle offensive line being bad. I mean, Deshaun Watson, six sacks, six sacks last week is just terrible. Where this is really going to digress here, but it's like, Deshaun Watson Watson's like a smart guy. Yeah, he's he's gonna be an early retirer because he's gonna say enough's enough. Like he's he's, he's gonna a, be yeah, the, like, yeah. he's gonna be like Andrew Luck, where Andrew Luck was a smart guy, and you know unless he unless he moves on to a new team and yeah. or or they bring in better offensive or a linemen. New coach, how is Bill O'Brien still the head coach? And he gets him to the playoffs. Yeah, the wild card, and then they lose, or maybe they win, and then they get he's their... A, he's, a, he's a Bill he Belichick stinks. disciple, right? He stinks. He's and, essentially and, Marvin Lewis with a better PR team. And he wears a black hat, which makes me so mad because the Texans... You're wearing a black hat right now. Okay, but no, listen, though. The They're Texans' colors are blue and red. Wear a blue, red, or white hat. I'm, I'm in agreement on that one. wear a black hat when you're wearing navy blue Texan stuff. Yeah. Like, that just bothers me. I'm in on that one. You gotta, you gotta color coordinate That's better than saying. that. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. can't just... Pull out like, but yeah, this, it's mad. it's clearly a two horse race. I don't I think, want to say you've convinced me, but you've made some compelling cases for me to play on the Lamar side. I now. think I think down the stretch here, we're definitely going to see uh, what what's going to happen. I mean, Lamar's got some big games here in in the division. I mean, you would think he, they've got the North wrapped up, but yeah, Cleveland's so. making a bit of a run and. 
Pittsburgh's making a bit. I mean, well, Cleveland both, just lost their best player. That's to, true. To Miles Garrett and to the helmet. Yeah, thing. he's never. He, we want to yeah. make a seamless transition there. Yeah, we can. We can talk about Miles Garrett and uh, how we think that whole the appeal. appeal the appeal's going through today, right? It went or already went or, through today. Yeah, it was happening, yeah. I believe. Um, just a very, very stupid thing of of Miles Garrett to do. If we're being completely honest. Um, I, uh, I, you would, you would send me that podcast. I hadn't listened to it yet of Ryan Russillo, but, yeah. but uh, the, the whole narrative, the, to basically summarize that thing, the whole narrative flipping thing you saw on Twitter where this is Mason Rudolph's fault. This is not Mason Rudolph's fault. No. It's not Mason Rudolph's fault that his own helmet was swung at his head. If Noah and I, if Noah and I are in a bar and we, and we bump into each other and I say what, and he says what, and then I slam a beer bottle over his head, guess whose fault it is? It's mine because I committed a crime yes. at that point. You could, and obviously now a lot of people were going to the lengths of saying that you know Adam Schefter being one of them saying that uh he committed assault I would I don't know if I would say that I mean, but at the same time was, when you go into Robert Mays made this point in the Ringer NFL show when you go into a football game you expect to at this point you can expect dangerous hits you can expect hits to the head you can expect to get tackled and you can expect to be walking off the field to be kind of sore one of the few things you can't expect when you're on a football field is to have your own helmet swung at you that's not an expectation when you sign up to play football in rec league that's not an expectation yeah. that, that guys have when they when they try out for NFL teams Could in you, terms of that that safety violation and stuff, he should for sure be done the rest of the season. Kicked yeah. out of the league? Absolutely not. No. This the, is his first the, offense. He, you know. He, like, that's that's the unfortunate thing, too. We are, like, talking about this pre-show. Was, he's like, never been he's a guy not, that's gotten into the yeah, news I like this. Yeah, I believe he's, like, a smart enough kid. Uh-huh. Like, he's a good dude. He just he just did a dumb thing. I think like, he just lashed out just and Mason Rudolph was talking crap to him. Well, they came out on Twitter this week that Mason Rudolph was a bully in high school. Multiple multiple people came out on Twitter and said that Mason There's Rudolph no and his way. buddies. Oh, yeah. Mason Rudolph? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Look at his face. Look at his face. Look at his face. He's a bully. He, okay, he screams. He screams. I wear a quarter one. zip to lacrosse Duke Bro, games. Like, come can, on now. I can, come on dude, now, Joe. I can bully he, the his, shit out of uh, Mason Multiple Rudolph. people came out on Twitter and said that he 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 and his football buddies used to tip over porter potties. That okay, kids were I believe that. But all I'm saying is, I could bully Mason Rudolph. Well, yeah, you could. Yeah. And so, but it makes it makes sense why like he he got irritated and obviously Mason Rudolph tried to grab his helmet first, but unfortunately that's not something special. That's not like that's that's something that that we usually see in in NFL well, games yeah, at this point when guys get heated like that. But Mason, but Miles Garrett took it too far. No, he took it too far with swinging the helmet. I agree. I agree with the Garrett took it too far, but it's like it depends how because yeah, you see on the ground when they're grappling, Rudolph's trying to rip his helmet off, and then he gave him a cleat between the between the legs. That's not a good spot to get cleated. No, like Mason Rudolph just. While it, on the ground, it was, it was kind just, of surprising that he got no punishment. That's, that's, that's what I was really yeah, I was really got, surprised that he didn't at least get a fine. Because he like, instigated yeah. it. He exactly. most definitely, I'm not saying it's his fault for getting no. knocked in the head exactly, with the helmet. Exactly. Like, but he definitely was an mm-hmm. instigator. He definitely played a part. For sure. But and if they would have came out with like a game suspension for him, I thought I, I would have thought that would have been too much. But not not finding him like fifty or Thirty-five thousand dollars. I mean, something if you're like going to suspend the guys who hopped on Miles Garrett for defending their quarterback, uh-huh. you got to you yeah. got to suspend. It, you you you're, you're, su- you're suspending the guy like all the all the wild dumb the Browns offensive lineman. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah, but who, he pushed down he Mason. Sho- yeah, he then shoved him, which was more egregious. 
Or no, I shouldn't say that because he's still whacked him in the head with the helmet. But nonetheless, even that's still like you can't be doing that. It like, was that's stupid. It was stuff. stupid. I mean, he pushed him in the back though. It's not like he punched him in the face or anything. Like I feel like that deserves a fine more than a suspension. I mean, he just pushed that, him to the I ground. Mean, you still, but he he came unannounced and just. I I I compl- I'm not saying it was right. What I'm saying, I, I feel like the punish the, the way they were dealing out these punishments. It's it's. I mean. I mean, pu- I think, pushing someone down compared to getting a cle- well, yeah. getting kicked in the kicked in the groin. I mean, those are with I, cleats. Exactly, those are pretty comparable <laughs> things that happen. And Mason Rudolph gets nothing, and so yeah. that's I think that Marcus Pouncey I think got like three he got games. Three games, but rightfully he, so. Rightfully so. He was, but like you can make the case that he's the one that shouldn't deserve a suspension because once the fight already happened, if if I were a lineman and I saw my quarterback get hit in the head, the I would tackle the guy yeah. too. Absolutely, yeah. that's what you're supposed to do as a lineman. Yeah. Like you yeah. defend your just, quarterback. This was just a whole mess that I mean, not uh, nobody was really. And ex- it takes this, away from the fact that the that the Browns won a much needed divisional yeah. game on Thursday night. But literally, the only thing people were with talking three, about was his Miles Garrett. Three hit. seconds left of the game. I know. I was. Too. I was at. Like, bro, I, you were. The game's over, man. I was at a bar Friday night, and they had the replay on, and it was like three minutes it was left. With I, three seconds. I had. I didn't like. Had. I never noticed yeah. like seeing the replays when this had happened, and I was like, "There's like three minutes left in this game, and I haven't seen anything happen yet." And then there was like. 30 seconds left, yep. and all of a sudden we got... The we game had, was literally over, yeah. and then all hell broke loose. Yeah, it's, it was nuts. I mean, you you hope never to see something like this again, because it just... It really does give a bit of a black eye to the NFL, and well, really... Well, Rosillo brought this point up. Why is it... Why why is fighting in sports like hockey and baseball almost encouraged, but when fights like this and the Malice of the Palace and those kind of things, they're seen as a black eye in the league? Yeah. Why yeah. Why is that Why is that the case? You know, like, that's that was an interesting debate that he that he brought up, because well, when you see... I think, we, I, I think fights, we can say it, but we don't need to really base, talk about it. Base, baseball I think fights, it's pretty clear. Baseball fights never amount to nothing those are always just show and shouting and like shoving right oh like, i mean i've seen some punches some, thrown. okay but they typically don't land like go through and like baseball like bench clearing brawls usually are not that bad like they usually don't amount to nothing no and but then, like rogan hockey, but like i just like just real quick let's talk about rogan Nador and jose bautista that's a that's a very because those were the two guys that that really got into one of the bigger Kind of just like out of nowhere brawls yeah, that happen. That, was... that happens out of nowhere, and there's only like a couple game suspension in 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 a in a 162 game season. We don't get a huge huge suspension for either one of those guys. And this this happens, and it's a first offense, like we said. Granted, a, a huge offense for this to happen like this, and, and this is the penalty that gets doled out immediately without any sort of thought on it. He's he's suspended for the rest of the year and potentially playoffs if they make it. That's that's the difference. Well, okay. Or like, and where then, is the well, difference? Yeah, what's okay. the, what's the difference in that? And then here, well, here comes you know another wrinkle into this. Then is the length of the season. So obviously, with the NFL to suspend him for the rest of the season, he's only missing five or six games at this point. Because let's just pretend that the Browns don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Where in baseball, you have a hundred and sixty-two game. You know, season. It's a much longer season, so it's like then where do you where do you gauge like an appropriate thing for there? But no, that's where what like, I'm saying. Six games, like because there's six games left in the yeah. season. Six games in the NFL means so much more than six games in the MLB. Well, okay, so the, but, they but then, matter so much more in the grand scheme of things. So you should have suspended those guys way longer. Yeah. So then scale it up. That, they, that's what I mean. If we're going to if we're going to have this kind of scale for the NFL for for these suspensions and such, I mean, you should you should be having the same sort of thing. And because ho- I mean, hockey every single night there's a fight, well, isn't but, there? But, but the, and they just they just go into a penalty fight, box. But the fight ends as, so, as soon as both of those players and or one of those players touches the ice. That's fine. They call it. It's done. You're separated. But Your for penalty, the most part, so on. do these NFL. Con- 
kind of fights. Once they're on the ground, I mean, yeah. for the most part, this this went too far because yeah. of what happened. But for the most part, when fights happen in the NFL, when they're on the ground, officials are able to break it up for the most part. That's when it happens. But it's just, it's it's talked about like it's so bad. And it's one of the most vicious sports in the league. And we can't have, and I mean, I don't want fighting. It's not something I'm no. asking yeah. for. But the fact that it happens shouldn't be surprising to the fans that are watching. No, absolutely. But the NFL had to come down with the stance it did just yeah. because they've taken so much crap for violence no, and no, concussions and, I'm not and gonna, stuff. If they didn't come saying, down on Miles Garrett, it would have been an uproar and everything. And yeah. with your point with baseball, Joe, with all those baseball fights, it's usually it's usually fist to fist or even a little bit of kicking. You'll never see like I've only seen a couple of times a guy charge them out with a bat. Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of what Miles Garrett did. Well, yeah, and I that's mean kind of what he did. He took too. Like, he took, I, he took a weapon. He took he took something that was yeah, sometimes that was they'll used throw in their the helmets game. at him. Yeah, or something but, like, yeah. Like and that, here's but. the thing: like even like with the whole now, I don't necessarily think he should be like charged or anything like that. That seems a bit much. But to like call it assault, I don't necessarily have a problem with because he took an object and used it as a weapon with malicious intent. That's not your legal definition of assault, but that sounded pretty damn good. Yeah, like, that sounded pretty good. Yeah, that so sounded pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I can see that argument. Like, bro, you took this thing, and you went out there with bad intentions. Yeah. It's not like he was like, oh, hey, I'm going to take this souvenir helmet home and get it signed by my favorite player. Nah, he was like, I'm going <laughs> to not crack your skull. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not defending Miles Garrett in this by any means. What I, All I'm saying is this shouldn't be something that, that gives the league a black eye because – Granted, while it was malicious, they're NFL dudes playing the most violent sport in the world. Yeah, I mean, they're shit go- boils over. Shit's gonna happen. Like not, li- not like it shouldn't happen yeah, like it, this. No, but but fighting is going to happen when blood boils over. Like it, it happens. I mean, yeah, and I mean, you get two division high school, rivals. High school on top kids of push it. and shove each other for yeah. God's sakes. You, you grown men that are fighting with each other all day, pushing and shoving each other all day, ain't gonna fight every once in a while. I mean, it's gonna happen. And I just. Just the narrative, like Kevin or Kevin Kellen said, you got a new name. Yes, like Kellen said, the narrative between sports is really is really different. And I mean, I don't want to get into it, but I think it's pretty clear what what really drives that narrative. But yeah, let's let's move on to the NBA. We'll talk about that. We haven't really gotten to talk about we it. We haven't much. had a lot of NBA talk this year. No, no. We, we haven't, and mainly because our teams haven't been playing very well. Nope. No, uh, the Pistons sitting at four and nine. They actually come back tonight against the Bulls. Um, they're they pretty sure they, the Bulls are four nine too. Yeah, I think yeah. Okay, we're we're battling for that twelfth spot in the East right now. But uh, so um, yeah, I said on uh, I made a pretty uh, clear declaration for what I'd like uh, the Pistons to do, and that is to trade everybody they possibly can that's over the age of twenty three or twenty four years old, and just actually go through a rebuild. Because I would I would love to have the expectations Joe has on the Bulls right now because it, it's nothing. It, you yep. don't. Who cares if they lose? Because you just me. get a better draft pick. Not well, you'll me. probably get seven because of the yeah, new and, and, and that's and that's what sucks but, too, though. It's like because that's the problem with like the Bulls and their kind of rebuild is where they're at. Because mm-hmm. it's like they might be just good enough to go like forty-one and forty-one and like sneak into an eighth spot mm-hmm. and then screw everything up, or they go the complete opposite direction and then they do fall into the lottery. But it'll probably be number. But seven they'll get again. screwed and get a and get yeah. a terrible pick. But as far as the Pistons go, I just. Injuries have absolutely killed this team the first three or four weeks of the season. I, and I, I, I don't like the consi- I like obviously it makes sense why you're sitting Blake and Derrick Rose for specific games, but mm-hmm. the team doesn't really float make it make any sort of chemistry progress. With no, that. because if they're only, co- I mean, they've only played or Blake has only played two games. Derrick has at least been able to get some chemistry yeah. with the team, but Blake only playing two games and those are losses. Both games he's played in, they though they have honestly looked worse in those games offensively. I felt like when he when he's in there because they're trying to integrate him back 
back into the yeah. offense and figure out how he's gonna how his flow is gonna go uh, with the game. And so right now, I know it's gonna be difficult for a front office to trade a Blake Griffin contract, especially at the age and injury concerns he's at right now. Um, I think Andre would be a really easy contract to move if they want to. I would be I would be very willing to keep him around because I think he'd be a piece that you could build. You could build around him, but, yeah. And he's but proven as as, he's proven the last mm-hmm. couple of games that he can he can carry that load and kind of be a little bit more of a superstar. Yeah. I like the improved ball ball movement, his mm-hmm. ability to his ability to survive on the outside perimeter. He's not going to be the three point shooter that Carl no. Anthony Towns is, but he's a, he's able to he's able to survive out there. His mm-hmm. decision making skills still need a little bit of work, but yeah, I I don't see a way where you can get. You pretty much have to get rid of everybody. Yeah, I think. I mean, there was one. The only way I I feel comfortable with staying with this team and making a move to to improve it, uh, Laz Jackson, uh, Laz Chance on on, uh, Twitter, he tweeted out a proposal for Drew Holiday uh, and Jaleel Okafor. It would be like Reggie, Thonmaker, Langston, and a first. And I'd be interested in doing that because I think that could definitely help improve the team. One, you get a better backup center in Jaleel Okafor who can actually spell Andre at times because he can he can give you some good minutes now. I mean, he's really he's really turned into a a solid center in the league. And Drew Holiday can just be a good three and D guy for this team that that they've really been missing. They really don't have that big impact defender that I think they were expecting Bruce to be like on the perimeter. And so if you bring in Drew Holiday, I think that would help. And you get Reggie's contract out of there. Um, granted, you're bringing in Drew Holiday's extension that he j- that he just signed, but uh, you're you're playing for the long game at that point, and you're hoping that uh, next year a guy like Sekou's going to be able to give you good minutes and and some or something like that. And so that's the only move I could see. I've always been an advocate for going after Drew Holiday. I've always I've always been I've always been a Drew Holiday fan. Yeah, I've like always one of them random yeah. players. Like he's never totally been like a superstar, but like I think he I could always just be yeah. like a fan of him. I I've guess. always just liked his game. I think he yeah. could just be a solid contributor anywhere he went. And I think I think he could definitely make some changes for this team positively uh, in some spaces where they really need it to where they need it to happen is because they haven't been able to hit some outside shots. And granted, he's not a, a, a lights out shooter, but um, it's better than what Reggie's given us right now, because, which is nothing uh, because he hasn't played this year. And so, uh, and defensively, he's going to make uh, a huge impact on that side. And they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league right now. And that's, that was something that they thought bringing in Tony Snell and bringing in Markeith Morris, these guys, these like, gritty guys that that are known for their uh, uh, defensive abilities it hasn't really translated on onto the defensive side of the court and that that is shown in a four and nine record losing to Charlotte. It just, it just sucks, losing, man. Because yeah. you and I got our hopes up so high that this Pistons team with Blake and Derrick Rose and Andre and Luke Kennard had, was going to get like a four or a five seed, and now we're going to be fighting to make the playoffs. And Which, it's just the Pistons you, are back on their bullshit. Yeah, That's what the, it is. And like yeah. I like I said on after the whistle the other day, you can't last year fighting for that eight seed. That's fine. It's your first, you hadn't been in the play. You, you making it to the playoffs is not something that you're used to as a Detroit business organization. Well, that was Casey's so, first year too. Yeah, wasn't Casey's it? first year. Just make it to the playoffs. This year, you had to compete for that five seed. You had to compete for the middle of the pack in the East. You know, and the fact that you're not doing that right now, and I'm not, and I'm not going to blame Casey. I know a lot of Pistons fans want to blame him. Injury, you can only do so much with the roster you have yeah. around you. And I mean, if he's missing guys that he was expecting to have play uh, substantial minutes for this team, um, and you don't have those guys in the lineup, that that 
kills your what you're going to do offensively and what you're going to do defensively. It changes your entire game plan. They they have to play through Andre more. And while I while I've mentioned that I I like Andre and I I want him around on this team and like I think he'd be a good guy to build around. He can't be the guy all of your offense is running no, through constantly. Not. And, and at, when at I look some at point, at some point, a team is going to figure it out. I at times you can run stuff through Andre and he can make stuff happen. But right now, he shouldn't uh, be your first scoring option. But for though. 82 games, that can't yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah, and I, when I look at the Pistons depth chart, I just see a bunch of eh, you know, I, I just yeah. see a bunch of guys where it's like I kind of like them, but it's not, you know the guys like Langston Galloway and Thon Maker those oh, guys Thon are, Maker, I don't even say eh, well, I kind of like him, yeah. I get, get him Thon, the hell Thon out of my Maker, team. Christian Wood, good, it, you know this team is just, over. Yeah. this team is just full of those guys, and mm-hmm. it's just like you know what, they're fine, it's gonna be okay and at the end of the day, I think the most realistic thing for the Pistons right now is they're gonna end up a couple games out of the playoffs, and yeah I'd, I'd love to see that rebuild happen I, I would much rather them just just totally go into a rebuild and fight for a 15th seed than fight for an 8th seed. I would much rather that happen. I mean, here's here's what isn't good news for the Pistons is the there is no line for the game against Chicago tonight. It's just even. It's in Chicago. Well, but still, you would think and then and then ESPN gives Chicago a 51.8% chance to win. Like you don't That makes sense though cuz it's in it's no, in Chicago. No, I understand that, but like if this Pistons team is like what you thought it was going to be yeah, like but I mean, all Blake, of that shouldn't matter. I mean obviously yes, as I, of now and as of late and how we've seen them play, but like when you're getting these kinds of like yeah. pregame type stuff, it's never a good sign of no, where the season is headed. No, it's not and I that's why at this point like right now I would I'm much I I'd much rather uh, have them just Get rid of everybody because, you know, a lot of Pistons fans don't think Reggie Jackson means that much to this team. Look at the two years we haven't had Reggie Jackson, and look at the two years we did. We made the playoffs the two years we did. Yeah, yeah, and and you and I have watched too many Pistons games this year, and it, they just all they just like they just fall behind by twelve so easily. Mm-hmm. They just fall behind by double digits, and it's like it's not even against great teams. It's like the Pacers and the Timberwolves and like teams that like teams that sh- that we should be competing mm-hmm. for those playoff spots for. They're just getting they just get pounded on early on, and then you see it's the same old. It's kind of the same old Detroit sad sports kind of trope. Yeah, where you get like you can It's like oh shoot, we're down by fifteen again. And it's like at this point, like I, I kind of expect the Pistons to be down by 15 in every game, and that's the fact that I have to say that is sad at this point. Yeah, and and, uh, and for the Pistons fans that want to also, excuse me, complain that you know we went through a rebuild already with Joe Dumars. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We traded, uh, we traded somebody in a first, uh, Ben Gordon in a first for Corey Maggette. And guess what? We, it was a lottery protected first, and we didn't even get that pick. Corey Maggette. And um, we we just get we just got rid of a pick. And then the draft decisions by Joe Dumars were just terrible. And Stan Van Gundy, if we're being honest, I love Luke Kennard, but we should have Donovan Mitchell on this team. I, I Stanley Johnson was taken over Devin Booker, which is the one that I don't like arguing about because Booker was never really supposed to be a top ten pick. He just kind of well, and Booker has never won more than thirty games. Exactly. Life, so, but so. I mean, I would still like him in the league but like that one I don't really talk about too much but there's a ton more I mean Brandon Knight the KCP these guys that you like you just completely missed on and and now we have we have a front office um that has went out in the second round and got Kyrie Thomas and Bruce Brown and they found a starter on Bruce Brown and potentially a a good rotation piece in Kyrie Thomas absolutely I love the direction that they're going in terms of the youth movement Sekou Dumboya in Grand Rapids who uh, struggled the first two games in Grand Rapids but has now turned himself into the best player on that drive team Mm -hmm. at 18 years old he's the youngest player in either league um 
to, to, we uh, just go to mention a, that. We can go see a drive game. Oh, absolutely. I would be down. Oh. I would be down for sure. <laughs> I can think do the red, the, we do it for the pod. The Red Claws, I think, come into town. And Ooh, Maine. Is that Boston's affiliate? Taco Fall, baby. Hey, hey whatever happened to, like, uh, Gershon Yabusil? Is he uh, still at Boston? No, they cut him, I'm pretty sure. He was he was the chunk king, bro. Mm-hmm. No, he, he, had, was, he, had, he had a dumper. He he, was Gershon Yabusili. Ah, Yabusili might be on the team still. Semi Ojale might not be. One of the two. One of the two is. I'm pretty sure. Because Gershon killed it over in the CBA. Oh really? With the Shanghai Sharks. Yeah, and then that's how he ended up back with Boston. You want to talk about some happier basketball now? Yes. Let's talk about yes, your favorite player in the league right now. Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Monday night just put up. It was the second player in NBA history MVP. behind the LeBron James MVP. to to put up MVP. a triple double with forty MVP. with forty or more points. Uh, it just just silenced the San Antonio Spurs. I feel bad for the San Antonio Spurs fan because I'm sure they kind of had a little bit of PTSD with a foreign guy lighting them up and everything. But that's nonetheless. Luka Doncic is looking like a like a legit MVP candidate right now. Uh, the numbers he's put up, Joe. You want to guess to me? So Luka Doncic played 13 games. Out of those games, which one? What do you think is the least amount of points he scored in a game this year? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 28, 24, 24. Close. You're pretty close. close. You're pretty close. But yeah, the averages he's he's seen. And obviously, a 13 game sample size is not that big. But he's averaging 29 and a half points, 10.7 rebounds, 9.3 assists. Now his usage rate is fourth in the league, but but it's behind only Harden, Kawhi, and Giannis. So. At this point, no, I want to raise this question to you. Bill Simmons, you and I are both Bill Simmons guys, mm-hmm. as much of an asshole as he's become. You you and I are both Bill Simmons guys, and he always comes out with a trade value column every year. How many guys in the NBA, and Joe, you can weigh on this, how many guys in the NBA would you rather have on your team right now than Luka Doncic? Because I think the list is only three players long. Mm. I mean, yeah. Noah's Noah's holding up a zero maybe, on his like, hand, which maybe. is great podcast. I mean, content. It, it, I mean yes. it depends. Like Giannis, I guess, is obviously still young enough. You could build. I around think I take Giannis. I think I take Davis. I think right now I take LeBron, and I think you could talk me into Joel Embiid, and that's it. And I See, think that's it. I'm out. I'm out on Davis. And you're out on Davis. Yeah. I okay. Let's put, let's put Doncic fourth then. I, I, I just don't like him. There's no real reason. Doesn't really I just make didn't sense. Know, well, I you just, see, he plays with LeBron, and yeah, so he no, gets the whole issue. like yeah. the rub no, off no, of that. No, no, yeah. No, no, no. I didn't. Um, I, ha- I didn't like him at like. No, I don't know. I, there's just something about AD. I just don't. I guess believe in him. AD. I, I completely get uh, taking those two guys over him. They obviously have the defensive. Uh, defensively, they have the, the edge over, yeah. over him. But if there. you were starting like an NBA pickup game with all the current NBA players in their current form right now, you've got to take Luca fourth or fifth, right? At this very moment. I mean, sure, he's on fire. He's yeah, on, there's no here's one the thing, than Joe. Him. Here's the thing, Joe. He's not even on fire. He's only shooting 31.4% from three. And he's like not, he, but he's he not has shooting the ball a lot either. of room to get better. Yeah, that's the thing. That's he the scary. He part doesn't here. post up a ton, and he's bigger than most of the guys that are guarding him. And, he, oh, and yeah, he's shown, he's, and he's shown in uh, when he was playing overseas that he has that part of his game. He just doesn't do it much here. There, there's a lot he could still be doing, and it's with Chris, what they're doing right now. Granted, they're only like the sixth seed, I think, in the West at eight and five. But this is with Chris Dapps Porzingis playing. Offensively, not a very good brand of he's, basketball. He's, for he's not been. I don't think he's fully healthy either. Oh okay, no! This, I think you have to. I think one, if if he's still offensively playing like this in, in January, I think there should be a little. Chris Stops need to take a step back anyway because this is Lucas' team. No, this the is stuff this we're is seeing, Lucas' team. The stuff we're seeing in terms of the way he makes his teammates better just screams Cleveland Lebron. I yes. mean, the way like I was watching that game Monday night. Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, Delon Wright, oh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Justin Jackson, Dwight Powell. 
Powell. These are names that we wouldn't necessarily even recognize very much if they were on the Pistons. Is Yogi Ferrell still on the Mavs? Um, no, not anymore. So. But he's, he's, he's Kings, but Luca's mm-hmm. making all these guys look incredible. Like the the way he drives to the rim and can find these guys in open corners. I think that the draft, the draft, just assuming that he was bad because he was a foreign guy. He was playing in a professional league with professional adults. He wasn't playing against guys who play at Wichita. He wasn't playing against guys. <laughs> who play at Wichita State who are going to be accountants in two years. Yeah. He was playing against professional basketball players, and he was the best out of all of those. That was the case that Bill Simmons made on his podcast uh, that I was listening to earlier today with Mark Stein that he did. Luke, if like if Luka can get this team to 48 or 50 wins, he was 40 to 1 odds to, for MVP at the beginning of the year. I, I, that's kind of a... a it makes sense. No, it definitely it does. Makes because, sense. because if we we just Russ, talked about it being a narrative award like we mm-hmm. did with Lamar, the narrative in the NBA right now is hey, the Suns might have passed up on a perennial talent for a guy who just got a drug test King. two years ago. The Suns, Kings, two weeks ago. The Suns, Kings, Hawks traded him away, and yeah, it's I, I had a, like I, like you mentioned, I had a zero up in my hand uh, when you said how many guys would you take ahead of him. I, I think what he can do offensively. Uh, really makes up for his uh, deficiencies uh, defensively. And at the same time, I mean, he's still one of the better defensive rebounders in the league. I mean, it's oh, because yeah. he's so much bigger than the, And his. it's because uh, it's because he doesn't play a lot of defense. Well, it's yeah, because he's sagging off his it's guy a lot. It's the old Kevin Love thing where he doesn't yeah. really, he doesn't really, he box out his guy yeah. when he should be playing better defense. But, but, but I mean, at the same time, nine rebounds a game is a very he's still, solid number. He's still averaging value, or he's still adding value on the defensive boards that, uh, I mean, you got to end possession somehow defensively, and getting rebounds is one way to do it. And so the fact that he's able to grab—you said nine, correct? Yeah, nine, nine rebounds a game. I mean that—that's impressive. And nine total, and and uh, two offensive, yeah. two offensive rebounds, I, I which just, is like which is like twelfth in the league right now. He's moving around. Yeah, you know? he does things on the floor that you don't expect a twenty-year-old to be able to Here's, do. He he runs an offense. Uh, like a 28, 29 year old vet does in the league, 30 year old vet does. He's only two and a half months older than I am. That's and crazy. And like, here's That's a, crazy. Here's a weird thing. Like, now obviously, basketball to a certain degree has sort of turned into now like a positionless type of like game. Mm-hmm. But with the success, now obviously it's like one guy and we've had bigger point guards throughout NBA history. But do you think like this now starts some kind of weird trend? I where think it's like, whoa, like, I think we we'd already. For guys like this. Granted. Mm-hmm. Again, we've there's been people like that yeah. and stuff, but just uh, just coming in real quick here from the top rope, stat guy Kellen. Uh, in terms of his offensive rebounding rate, the rate he's at right now is at like point one nine seven. It currently puts him at thirty third in the league. Some of the guys he's ahead of: Paul Millsap, Jabari Parker, Larry Nance Jr., well, Trey Lyles, I, I Aaron Gordon, Mason not. Mason Plumley, Jackson Hayes. Those are big men. No, Those are I big know. men, and no, he's getting Jabari's more offensive rebounds good. than he like, is. I, yeah, every every other person you just listed, I'll give you credit. For I'm not gonna give Luca credit for no, rebounding Jabari. No, it's just he's playing no, like yes, an MVP yes, right no, now. He's, no, he's, he's much watched basketball. Most, the only and, reason and I want to watch that Mavericks Warriors game tonight is because Luca's gonna be in it, and I want to see how many points he's gonna score. Yeah, and you're not uh, gonna watch uh, your hometown team. Well, I mean, I was, gonna flip, back. I was gonna flip back and forth. I'll be honest. I was gonna flip. Back. I thought Dallas was the late game. I'm kind of bummed. They're at 7:30. The late game is Celtics Clippers tonight. I'll be honest. Kawhi is questionable. I thought it was. I heard. I heard they were making their debut tonight. Supposed to be finally healthy. Oh really? I got it. I, I saw as I of this morning he was questionable. This afternoon they came out yeah, saying I that thought, they're both playing tonight. Yeah, because oh, yeah, okay. he's supposed to be the debut with the duo. Mm-hmm. But no, Mark, Mark Stein, of, real quick on that, Mark Stein said he doesn't think they'll play even more than 10 games together this year, he's, he mentioned. 
Well, they've been doing a lot of load management stuff with Kawhi, and we yeah. can touch on that, like load That's management, because that was kind of the whole NBA storyline this season before Luca broke yeah. off a little but, bit. But yeah, just to end, end the Luca conversation, I I think he can definitely keep this up for an entire season. What he's doing is not uh, it, it's not like crazy because we saw him doing this overseas, and we saw glimpses of it last year. And and Kellen, honestly, like you mentioned with this roster. The fact that he's able to do the things he is and find the guys he's able to find and, and, and just make the plays he's able to do with the roster he's got around it's him. Very LeBron-esque. It's, it's, it's him, very LeBron-esque. It's him and KP and like a bunch of D-level guys. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr., Seth Curry's probably a C-level guy because of his shot-making but ability. But he's actually been struggling so far this yeah. season. I mean, he's been dealing with injuries oh, day to day, Seth but Curry at the same time. The Blazers no more? No, he signed a, like a three-year deal. But Good yeah, like him. the guys I mentioned, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, like he played at Florida for forever. I didn't even think about him. I didn't even know who Maxi Kleber was until I, I started him. watching like, great. Great stretch highlights four. because of Lucas, Luka Doncic. Dwight Powell out of Stanford, he's kind of made a... He's, he's, he's been a great... He's just a rim runner. Stretch five for them, yeah. He's got a long Honestly, bro, that Mavericks roster with Luka playing this good I don't see how they don't get to 50 here's what's crazy too it's like you want to talk about like you could like project a false confidence from that Mavs office being like oh yeah we knew what we were doing like that seamless transition from one foreign leader to another like Dirk retires they they kind of did you found your new European they kind of didn't know what they were doing they (laughs) traded up two spots gave up an extra pick for for Trey Young who I mean Trey Young's looking like a a pretty a pretty good player in the league right now too and um but we're just seeing what Lu- no Luca team. is so is so much like Trey Young would never get into this conversation. Like no, I don't see. I don't think Trey Young's ceiling is as high as Luca. Not even, even close. Know, like, not even close. But like, do you talk about like the most valued like European player like Dallas Mavs? That European dudes seem to be their guys, and they hey, just found their stack new guy leader. Te- stack guy Kellen once again. Trey Young and Luca have almost the exact same usage rate. They're separated by point zero eight, and Trey Young's putting up. Much worse stats in terms of rebounding. A uh, little better assists. The scoring is the scoring is at twenty seven for him, but his scoring is much more sporadic. Lucas is way more consistent and everything. Yeah, Lucas been a very like the stats he puts up. He like every time I get an update from like games I can't watch of his, it's it's always the same stat line. It's it's twenty seven eight and eight, or or he went thirty. 36 and 11 or something like that. It's all he's always putting up big stats in, in these in these important stat lines and um we saw with Russell Westbrook only winning 47 games and winning that winning that MVP uh I think Luka could do the same exact sort of thing and I I I love seeing it. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, the narrative with Russ is a little more complicated just because, like, KD left and everyone's yeah. expecting that team to fall off. The Mavericks don't necessarily have that same kind of thing. But, yeah, if they make it to 51-52 wins, it's it's fair to get, put them in the conversation. I think and right now— if they now, can get 52 wins in a, in a West that, while it's not as good as it as we might have thought it was going to be, it's still, it, still pretty—the top of that league is still pretty stacked. And, like, the bo- the bottom of the playoff picture right now, I think, is the Clippers, and they're going to be they're gonna start getting up there once these guys start actually playing a little well, bit. They're right now they're fifth or sixth in the in the West. No, yeah, that's what I mean. They're just I th- you would think they would be. Just no, I'm saying the Mavericks or, are, oh, are yeah. that too. They're like right around uh-huh. that same spot. Yeah, yeah exactly. The Mavericks are the Mavericks are fifth right now at eight and five. They're mm-hmm. actually tied with the Jazz. Okay, and then it's the Timberwolves and the Suns for those last two spots. And then mm-hmm. obviously like you got the Lakers, Rockets, Nuggets, and Clippers ahead of them. Yeah. So right now on the outside looking in, you still got you got Portland, you got the Spurs, you got 
the Thunder. You got like a uh, lot of it's it's a fun Western Conference race. Honestly, get out of here. Honestly, if get the out of here. Can you the, name three people on Golden State's roster right now? Ty Bowman, hurt? Eric the, Pascal, Jordan Poole. Well, yeah, this, this kid's not even giving me a chance. He just started going, so no, I can't because it's cause a bunch Noah of G, it's a bunch of G leaguers. It's it's Marquise Chris, Ty Bowman, guys that we haven't heard. Marquise Chris was supposed to be a dog. We did we did really like him. No, Kai Bowman actually he qualifies for low income housing in the Bay Area. Because I mean, of because of his two way contract, and he's starting games, and for he's the a Warriors. starting point guard for the Warriors, and he can get low income housing. Hey, man, That's awesome. Do what uh, you do. Yeah, honestly, if the Jesus. Pistons decide not to uh, blow this up and just keep just fighting through this, I might just uh, fully go to the Mavs. I might just have to because right, the I Mavs see you, are. are you, you get one of those uh, one of those Mavs jerseys with a Nickelodeon font on. No, I got I last like year's. Those. I got last year's city jersey because those, yeah, those, those are those are good. fire. I These ones. No, no has more. There no. Been, out, has there no. ever been a bad black NBA jersey? Teams should just I, I use more I black don't think, in general. Honestly, like, if you is think there about any jersey it, in sports that looks the bad Bucks, that's black? The Bucks one's right, really I'll cool. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. And, and it's just like the old head of me because like it does. And I'm not a fan of when like the Lakers have done black uniforms. Okay. I'm not a that's fan fair. of that. Yeah, but that's the Lakers, but that's just because they have like classic well, colors yeah, that, with the orange, like with the, the, with the purple and gold. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I've been a, I haven't been a fan of like the handful of like I'm always for black alternates. But like a black. Pistons were the motor cities. Oh, yeah. A magic black old school alternate. With the whites? With the white pinstripes? Oh, hell yeah. Those are so good. Boy, Did you oh guys boy. see the new? I think they're the new Pistons like uh, City Editions. They're like blue and red. They they're look, basically the same, but without the black. They, they look just, they look better on in per, on like on a body. They're debuting them tonight, actually. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh shit. Are the Bulls going to do theirs, too? I don't know. I... I'm indifferent about they're, them. They're they're blue, they're blue and red. They're not. Yeah, they're they're full See, red with blue I've been, stripes. I've been seeing. I don't know if you guys follow Eli Bashy on Twitter. Yeah. He does a lot of Pistons uh-huh. stuff. Oh, he's the great. The stuff he's been tweeting now with like the horse logo with like the aqua Dude, and red. They need to do that. That needs to happen. Like if if Detroit was smart, if they wanted they to like resurrect the fan base, bro, bring back the Grant Hill Piston era's uniforms. Like yeah, the teal with the horse. They're the and, only good and the, jerseys. And the exhaust tips. They're the only good jerseys the Pistons have ever had. The the red best uniform. In the city of Detroit history. Ooh. Because know, the Lions is like historic. You know, they haven't really changed it up, so like the yeah, Lions are kind of like. The Tigers white. The Tigers white with the blue, how it's just plain. You got the old but English like, D. But everybody, that's pretty cool. But the whole MLB has that uniform. Like, that's not very well, unique. Well, are we factoring like in hockey here? Because I'm sure there's a lot of hockey heads that would say the Red Wings have probably the best jersey I mean, the Red Wings is, again, that's tough because that's an original six, so you get yeah. the history there. But like, in terms of maybe trying to like. Shake up the some teal ones. Honestly, like thing, the teal ones are, the, are probably the best. The they're probably the best jerseys they've like ever had. Like in terms of eras in Detroit sports, mm-hmm. I'm just seeing this pistol. Yeah, I'm not, not good. It looks it's, like a soccer jersey. I don't. Yeah, it looks which isn't better. A bad thing. Soccer they, jerseys look cool. Well, but they, like, they showed just, a they showed a picture of like uh, like a mock of it on Blake Griffin, and like it looked there's okay. There's no creativity there. No, though. there's not. It's a it's a freaking it's a it's. Tire marks down the middle well, of the it's jersey. It's a racing stripe, if you want to be specific, because they did. There's a picture stick I call well, it's, it's next just, to a Mustang. It's but just like it's just not good. The, the standard for uh, for alternate uniforms has been raised so high because the Jazz have now debuted that the purple mountain yeah, ones. That's, that's beautiful. This yep. Saturday, playing, this Saturday, Memphis is playing the Vancouver, the Vancouver one. So Put all your money on the Grizzlies uh, against so the Lakers good. that night because Dude, they're not losing. They're I'm not, not losing I'm that not game. Gonna, I liked when I think it was last year, Memphis. Or no, Mike Conley might have still been there. So it was last year, though, yeah. right? 
They they were like the red. It was like some kind of special, but they were like red. No, they've had they've had those before. It's a Memphis hustle. It's a Memphis hustle like the ABA. Yeah, I really like those classic ones. They have like a baby blue one as well. We're gonna we're gonna really digress, but since we're we gotta wrap up here soon. It's not even the topic of ABA, but you want to talk about uniforms that they should bring back? Look up the Chicago Stags. Chicago Stags. Chicago Stags. Stag like spelled like, like I didn't I didn't have a date to the prom so I'm going stag like that kind of a thing. Yeah, like, okay. like, a, like a male like a male deer. Chicago Stag. That was, I didn't know what a stag was called. You know, you learn something new every day. Never. Oh. Oh, okay, Joe. I see what you're This is great content obviously, but you got the great for You audio. got the you got the uh, the the royal well, blue with the red and black but, trim. But I like Bulls, that a lot. But the Bulls did like an actual throwback at one point. It looked like goofy because it was a red uniform like with blue shorts. But like the Bulls need to bring that back. So do we all want to say the best uniform in sports on three? Ready? One, two, wait, three. Wait, wait. Chargers powder blues. Okay. Oh cool. man, that was quick. Charger powder okay. blues. Are we d- Charger powder blues. I think we've kind of gotten to that point in the podcast where we but can start getting into the like just, this. Just, just, I'm saying just every, in uniform, general, every in uniform. General, every in uniform. Every general. There is no criteria. Every God, uniform. Dude, that give me that pink right, Miami Heat vice jersey. Right, I'm is, honest to God. I think those are fire. This, this is probably this is probably cheating here, but I'm gonna say. Any any uniform that Army wears during the Army Navy. Oh game. come on, get Those out! Those are here. always dude. Nike, get out Nike of here. brings the you can fire only, flames. You can only put camo okay. in so many places Bro, before it's too do, much. No, yeah. they, do, they do different things to honor different branches and different special ops. The one year they did Army did all white for like this special battalion that was in like Arctic missions, like. Any any uniform that either of those branches, and it ain't even a military patriotic thing. It just always brings the fire flames, and and the stories that they get, the stories they curate behind these uniforms, and then tie it in. I feel like, like you're guilting me into sounding like a why, bad American. No, for no, not no, no, no. These no, but like that's why, like I love college football, and like I'm always like following equipment. Yeah, rooms you showed and me those stuff. Who was like, it? Uh, it wasn't. I don't really like the UCF ones as much, but the other the other school that did the oh, the Purdue. space. Purdue. Those Purdue like space, time, look up the Purdue space yeah, uniforms, Kellen. You, you guys because, on the podcast are loving yeah, this content sorry, right now. This is great. You guys I know are my dad it. always listens to this in his office, so if we, if we, if we, if we uh, like bring up the names of the jerseys, he can just look them up yeah, at the same time. Look at so, those. Yeah. Like, anytime, okay, like, those are cool. Those are those fire. Here's my problem. Like, any, like, that's why I love college, and we're really digressing here, but like that's why I love like college football and stuff like that is because when you can intertwine these narratives yeah. into a uniform, it just means more. So but I'd say, I know I'd I'm say best cheating. jersey in sports, Chargers powder okay, blues, those and are really Nice. Second is the North Carolina Tar Heels with the with the what's it the diamonds just thing. like Argyle Argyle it's the Argyle the yeah, Argyle shorts in the light That's blue classic light look. blue always works as a no, jersey but char- color but the baby I don't blue think any baby, baby blue is perfect because no Carolina blue what baby makes, blue any sort of but what yeah. makes these uniforms though is the yellow face masks yeah That's, That's really what ties it all together That's like, a good point yeah because it just you don't have, you don't get that effect Yeah I'm trying to think MLB jerseys, there's nothing I'm like. I mean, those are you like just, very those, bland. Those are just like tradition. They're, yeah. they're just like iconic. Who's ever, who's really, I mean, the Diamondbacks have rebranded. The new Milwaukee jerseys look pretty cool. I do like those. those. They look like Smart a Michigan move. baseball team, Smart but they look cool. Them. We're in the midst of a Stein ceiling scandal. Let's break out these new uniforms. I and just, then, that's a lot of bias uh, coming to me, though. I just don't you've like mentioned, Milwaukee. You but. mentioned Pittsburgh, the college rebranding yep. and going back, back to, to the, the like the Dan Marino those are, those are so the good blue, the, Dude, the actual blue and, and gold then have not you the looked, have you looked on their helmet like they incorporate it's like chapel windows from like some chapel that's oh, like, really? they, like yeah like when you get random details and that's only with college uniforms like 
that makes me love the okay, game so that's much cool. more. That's yeah, cool. Pits yeah, back to their like Dan that. Marino era. I like that. Those the helmets are, really nice. are clean yeah, with just the pit and the and the cursive. That's I never sweet. liked Pittsburgh's I like like navy blue and navy real gold. real sharp. Or it was like a real dull gold actually. It was yeah, like with real, like, like Larry Fitzgerald era. Pit? Yeah, yeah, that's that it. Was just or like Dewan Blair. Yup. Shot Nathan Peterman, bro. Oh, um, Sean McCoy. A, I forgot he went to Pitt. Oh wait, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing those official height things weren't around when Dewan Blair was around because I, I was, I'm convinced six, he's five. only six four. Six, yeah, yeah, six four. Maybe. He was listed at like six he didn't, nine. Didn't like, he have like he, he didn't have kneecaps or something like that? That was yeah, the, yeah. He, well, he didn't have functional ones for sure. I, That's like straight out of King of the Hill when like Cotton got his no, kneecap he's got, shot off. Yeah, he had like some problem where like something in his knees like just didn't work so right, but. But he, That's played, why his career, but he played for the Spurs and for so like, like three he, years. Yeah. But the, so there was just like no cartilage, so like yeah. it's like it just like didn't function as the joint. I don't know. I, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it. It up was a I'm while curious. back that I remember I remember hearing about it, but it was you something. You literally typed into on Blair kneecaps. I love it. That's well, a weird. A, that's a weird search to <laughs> to just bring up right there. What a headline! No ligaments, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> told you. No, but that's the I headline know. of the article. That's. No, right. he he has he had no ACL when he entered huh. the NCAA, NBA draft. Hey, yeah. he, didn't, he just didn't have no ACL. One. Okay. Zone, you can't tear an ACL, so then maybe that's a good thing. Can't you can't tear what you don't have. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's have, a that's yeah. a good point. That's a really good point. So just to wrap up our NBA stuff here, oh, um, you know, Luca's Luka, an MVP. Yep. I think right. I think. The way Giannis has been playing, it's very equivalent to like old Shaq years in terms of yeah. how dominant he's been like in the paint. Like thirty and fourteen, it's, yeah. he's on pace for it. Yeah, think. so I'd say that the odds he should be the favorite to repeat as MVP mm-hmm. champ and stuff. And they I still, I, I think they got to play a little better. I mean, where they rank? I don't know where they're ranked right now in the East. Maybe they're two, and I'm just stupid. Um, uh, let's see, Eastern Conference standings. I think yeah, they're two or three. Okay, they're three. two. Yeah, they're ten and three. I just know defensively, they're like as far as rating go, they've been down in well, some in some categories. Been hurt and he helps them a lot. Out yeah, defense. and yeah, okay, so yeah, so um, but Miami is probably the biggest surprise of anybody. Out of anybody in the league this year, yeah, for sure. Well, because I mean, well, who who thought Kendrick Nunn was going to be the best player? I guess on the it's heat? kind of a surprise, but to see the Raptors still be as good as they are, like they've like they're nine and four. They've been blowing teams we, out. The we water. saw last year what they were like with. Without Kawhi, and they were good, and they were the they same. Were exa- they were the same team. exact and, like, team. The, the team and basically hasn't changed. Well, much. I just been, saw. I just like, saw a stat today on Marcus Saul. He's shooting twenty four percent on twos. That's the lowest by any center that's in no history bueno of basketball. That's no bueno when you're like over seven feet. That's like less than one <laughs> one for four. Okay. 24%. Percent. I thought it was going to say from three, and I was like, who cares? That's yeah. the, I mean, yeah, he's not shooting three good this year. But it said twos. Yeah, that's not good. That ain't it, Chief. When you're a, when you're a monster human being, that's, yeah. that's no bueno. Uh, speaking is, of Gasol, no Paul bueno. Gasol just got released by the Blazers. He'd been dealing oh. with some injuries. He's probably going to retire. They made, they made room for Carmelo. Yeah, they made nah. room for Carmelo. I'm surprised Did we you, didn't talk You want to get off your Carmelo thoughts before we wrap it up here? I'm just glad he's back in the league. You talked a lot positive stuff about yeah, Carmelo for a guy mellow. who takes a lot of long contested twos in today's yeah. NBA. I just, um, I, I just like... He also said that the number double zero doesn't have a value. That's okay, false. It listen, has a value. Listen, that value listen. is zero, nope. just like the amount of defense Carmelo plays okay, in the NBA. But did you, did you look at the Instagram post? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. It there still doesn't really make sense. Yes, zero there, doesn't okay, have yeah. no meaning. How high uh, was he when he came up one, with that? Uh, I don't Jesus. know, but I loved it, and I'm all here. Hashtag stay mellow The only stat you need, to, you need to define Carmelo is they okay. lost to the they well, lost right, to the no, freaking here. Pelicans you last night. His plus minus was listen, minus 20, listen. Joe. You minus 20. Here, when he was on Kellen, the floor, the Kellen. Blazers were 20 points worse than the Pelicans, who are the second worst team in the Western Conference. Kellen, you heard it here first, right? My commitment to the Mellow cause, you can 
keep an eye out on my Twitter timeline every day. I will send out a single hashtag. The only thing on my tweet, stay mellow every day until he's released by the Blazers. All right. Well, until, you know what? They play the Knicks in January. He's not going to even be on the port. He's not even going to be on the team by then. That's my, that's, I'm, why, I'm, that's what I say. I'm done doing actual monetary bets um, with you. There's a, look, we was, we talked about this pre-show, idea. but there's a precedent being set in terms of guys like Listen. Steven Jackson where they they, 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 they kind of fall from grace's stars and fall into Jamal Crawford's who's a perfect not one. On the team, who's not on a team right now. Yeah, people think it's bullshit that Carmelo can't get a contract. Jamal Crawford can actually add some Thing to oh, your team. He, he is a walking bucket, yeah. even though he's like 50 years old. Uh-huh. He yeah. will get out. He will come off the bench and give you a 30. Melo just you doesn't know, want to take a smaller role. You know, and if, that's, the, that's if, just... the, if the Spurs, if the Spurs get better, he's he seems like a spur to me. Jamal Crawford. Yeah, I could they could just it. throw could throw some money. Jello. Yeah, throw uh-huh. some money in there. Have him just come off the bench and shoot threes. Yeah. That he seems like a Jamal spur. Crawford. Or, or the Mavericks, because they actually have a little bit yeah, of cap space. Luca makes him better. Yeah, got coach him up. Oh yeah, Crawford to the Mavericks. You heard it here yes. first on on uh, on uh, the slam dunk show right, right after the whistle. Bef- but right no, but seriously, before we're ending, I, I I promise to you every day you will look at my Twitter timeline until Mello is. You can follow me. I'm not really. I'll be honest. I don't know what my Twitter Joe handle B-S-K-I-I is. Joe B S K I underscore. It's, it's only one. Joe, Joe okay. underscore B S K I, and he has the protected thing where you can't retweet his tweets. Well, follow me. Yeah. I got I got a reputation. I got. I'm trying to get a job after That's, I graduate. Yeah. I just yeah. can't be making my shit. Y'all should hire. Y'all should hire Joe. He's a very good. He's a very good. Sports writer and sports opinionist. Um, Last thing I want to say before we go, because Joe keeps cutting me off. James Wiseman out eleven games now. The NCAA is saying he has to pay back eleven uh, eleven thousand five hundred dollars to a charity of his choice, and he can play January. It's it, there was a there was a specific if we're day. The, I think January eleventh or January twelfth. Is Penny going to get any sort of violation? Because he's, he's the one that he's probably the one that, that perpetrated it. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's the, the one that gave them so the money. Dumb. So yeah. yeah, it's stupid, but I just they just broke the news there. I mean, there, if, we're, so if we're in the uh, business of breaking news, I don't know one cares. But Mike Babcock was just filed as fired as the Toronto Maple Leafs head coach. While, awesome. While we're in the middle of the pod, I know nobody cool. cares. But if we're in the news breaking business, that's pretty pertinent. Isn't he used to coach the Red Wings? Mike Babcock. Hey, yeah. news breaking business. Callum Voss got a new job. Yeah, I am now a part time assignment Boom. editor at Fox Seventeen. Yes, sir. Yep. yep, great transition there. But I'm not the only one doing stuff here in the studio. Noah's still writing for the yes. Lansing State Journal. Local Joe, sports journal. Yeah, you want to watch You want to watch us talk more sports, let, tune in to After the Whistle. We all we all be writing stuff. These two are going to graduate in a month. I'm going to miss having them on the pod, yes. but they're going to be great employees one day at, at some sort of sports media company. You hope so. Joe will probably be at Barstool at some point. He'll probably just, at, if... At worst, probably just like a janitor, just so he can be in the in the in a facility. Yeah. Uh, in the offices, here's, here's the just, thing: just like, dig at Portnoy every once in a while. Thing, like, you I've, have forty-five I, seconds. All right, I've been Less I've been that. following Barstool long enough, and there's been enough of people who've boondoggled their way into a position. I most definitely am able to. Uh, yeah, well, you, and you, you have a background. Harvey in, said, Harvey like, said, you got real good people which skills. Was, so. Which was yeah, breaking news. Harvey also gave me a compliment today, yeah. which was bananas. But That's yeah, crazy. with that being said, and Jamal Crawford maybe on the Mount Rushmore of Chicago Bulls, what could have been? But with that, we're out of time. We're out of, we're time. out of time. Be sure to follow us on all the socials, and we'll be back next week.